union is going to be a critical state. Uh, African Americans is slightly, uh, in terms of their fraction of the electorate, slightly above average um, uh, relative to the national uh, fraction of the vote. And I think that it's often a state that is at least somewhat contested. Uh, obviously, in the last few uh, presidential contests, Michigan has voted for the Democratic nominee, but we have a Republican governor and a Republican-dominated state legislature. So, so Michigan is not so uh, blue in its Democratic preferences that we vote Democrat across the board, nor is it so red in its Republican preferences that we uh, you know, vote, vote Republican across the board. And I think a lot of that, uh, the Democratic tilt in terms of the national elections, both at the presidential level but also in terms of our senators, a lot of that has to do with turnout of Af the African-American vote. So the African-American vote will be very important in the general election. Um, and with respect to the primary election, again, it's mostly going to be an opportunity to see how that block of Democratic voters uh, aligns their support with respect to Sanders or, or Clinton. So let me ask you about the, the other side of the coin, the uh, GOP, several candidates uh, running in the state trying to get uh, the nomination. Top of the list is uh, Donald Trump, but with the, the other um, candidates as well. What is there that you're seeing that might attract African-American voters? Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the general election, whoever emerges out of the Republican side. And at this point, it appears that that's going to be Trump, but I suppose we could be surprised. In terms of the primary vote, uh, because, as you've indicated, African-Americans are so overwhelmingly Democratic, there really won't be a lot of them in the Republican primary to draw uh, you know, large inferences. Given the tone and the tenor of the GOP race this year, how is that striking African-Americans? Well, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting question because I think that um, on one level, the, the GOP contest, because it's been so competitive and so, you know, there's been, well, competitive in the sense that it's been a large field and it's been very kind of raucous, uh, the, the tone and the tenor and the rhetoric has been quite, I think it's fair to say, uh, divisive, at times even incendiary. Um, and much of it with a kind of a racial twin, a, a tinge uh, in terms of comments about Muslims, comments about Mexicans, comments about African-Americans um, from various GOP candidates. Uh, most recently, the, the brouhaha surrounding the Ku Klux Klan and the uh, equivocating of one candidate with respect to um, denouncing the apparent endorsement from a, a, a former Klan leader and from current white supremacists. So all those things uh, simply solidify the image of the GOP in the minds of many African Americans as a party that is not uh, designed to speak to their interests. So that's on the one hand, and that's important and, and consequential. But I do want to just briefly mention something else. I mean, um, although the Trump candidacy is often noteworthy for its uh, seeming xenophobic uh, kind of qualities. It's also noteworthy in its uh, speaking to the economic anxieties of a lot of Americans, uh, of which uh, African Americans have quite a bit, actually, that is to say economic anxieties. And I mention that only because it's, um, it's perhaps not inconceivable, although I admit unlikely, but not inconceivable that 
in the general election, assuming Trump gains the nomination, that his message about speaking to this economic dislocation might appeal to some fraction of black voters. I mean, Democrats have not Democrats have an understandable desire because their candidate has been in the White House for the last eight years to talk about the rebounding economy, about how things are improving. Uh, and things are improving on some dimension, but they're not improving for all Americans, and that's especially true for many black Americans. And so ironically, elements of a message from Trump highlighting the economic dislocation might might actually appeal to some black voters. You've been watching politics for a very long time. What is it that has surprised you about this year's primary season so far? I think the the thing that has surprised me the most is how much many of us, and I include myself in this, how much we've gotten wrong, how much we have underestimated the uh, the anxiety of a large fraction of voters out there. And just to be more clear about that, what I mean is that many political elites across the partisan divide are concerned about a variety of uh, ideological issues, um, but they're not. But they didn't appreciate that for men and women on the ground who are struggling to make a living, that uh, these higher kind of higher order questions about um, ideological disputes of one kind or another are less tractable than these bread and butter issues. I think that many of us underestimated that on the one hand, or I should say on the uh, uh, that's the first point, and kind of building on that, I think many political observers, uh, to some degree myself included, did not appreciate that uh, a kind of a populist but also xenophobic uh, scapegoating uh, uh, political appeal might actually be enticing to a lot of Americans. Now, for many of us in the academy, many of us in kind of professional jobs, that sort of thing makes us recoil. But but we made a mistake, I think, in presuming that for many, not all, but for many uh, Americans who are far less affluent, uh, speaking to the anxieties of that crowd and identifying, however inaccurately, uh, a scapegoat or a source of those anxieties is actually kind of comforting. I think that's what I found most surprising. 